Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's back Until you die Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Crossroad Podcast. It's your boy, the man of a thousand gimmicks, the dustiest man in the game, the diamond in the rough. However, as you all know on this show, I like to go by my shoe. My name is David Malkwich, and it is great to be back. Last time around for the debut of the Crossroads on Thursdays, we just did a short little, uh, a short little episode that discussed moving to the new uh, day, my goals for moving to the day, the new day, my goals for uh, subject matter for episodes on the new day. Um, and so far, I'm very happy with how things go. As you guys all know, with my job as a server, I work every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Friday through Monday, I'm doing closes. On Sunday, I work a double to close. And then on Tuesday, I'm usually uh, working for about three to six hours, depending on my overtime, depending on how busy it is, etc., etc. So with those days going like that, it was very hard for me to put out episodes on Monday because of my anxiety, really, with dealing with everything else. Work, running errands, this, that, the other. So the network uh, decided to ask me if I wanted to move to Thursdays, and I jumped on the opportunity to do that because I am off on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And it's a lot easier for me to put out episodes in a timely fashion. Now, I mentioned about how doing an episode in the middle of all those days of work was kind of like messing with my anxiety. And that's actually the focus of today's episode. Now, I... Before I even like get into the focus on today's episode being anxiety, I just kind of want to drop something that um, somebody I follow on um, Twitter uh, wrote. Um, she's a um, barista in the Pacific Northwest, and she struggles with uh, you know anxiety and such. I'm not gonna drop her name because I don't. Uh, I don't want to draw attention to her, um, not not in the negative way, but it's just um, I came across this and me and her have talked back and forth about mental health, and uh, she said this to me, mental health is so important, no one is perfect, don't get down on yourself for struggling, 
there's help out there which takes work to get, and I know that it's hard when you just feel like turning into a puddle. I've just started my journey, and I'm here for anyone who needs a boost. You know, and when when she said that, it kind of resonated with me. Because, obviously, first and foremost, we, we operate, we do our lives, we do our day-to-day, whether that be work, taking care of the kids, taking care of a parent if they're dealing with... Um, if they're dealing with issues like that, um, trying to make ends meet, this, that, the other, and it it does a number on you. It really does, and I know it's done a number on me. Like, even so, it's not easy, and nothing worth having ever comes easy. So, you know, I'm not expecting anything to just be handed to me, However, in the same respect, as somebody who suffers from anxiety and, you know, someone who stresses potentially higher than that of another person, it's very difficult. Sometimes even just to wake up and, like, go about my normal business, it's, it's not easy. It isn't like there have been days when I've just been so my anxiety levels been so high and I literally end up staying in bed the whole day like, you know, just trying to refill my cup, so to speak. Um, Yeah, it's not. It's it's not easy. It really isn't. There are some days when I wish, like, I could just go away for a period of time. You know, like, that's why I try and, you know, over the course of the year, do these things. Like, this year I have my cruise. I have my festival. I'm going back to Belgium in July. And kind of like, I use those to refill my cup, so to speak kind of like balance me out we can't obviously we have to work because we have bills to pay for we have kids to pay for we have pets to pay for we have this that the other but in the same respect I've actually started like realizing this when I'm so mentally exhausted or anxious I found that I've had a lot worse of outbursts at work. And obviously, you know, we all have outbursts, but it's not like sometimes the way I've gone about it has been absolutely awful. And unfortunately, sometimes I've had coworkers that have gotten like, you know, caught in the crossfire and it it's, it's wrong the way that I talk to them. And I've, you know, had my conversations with managers about it, like, managers have kind of, like, pulled me in the back and um, basically, uh, like, disciplined me like my parents would when I would talk out of place when I was younger. And, you know, I, I, I try now to, you know, not get to those points where those outbursts happen. Like, it's... 
it's really bad, but I mean, you know, I, I take CBD oil to help me with, um, you know, my stress and all that. And it definitely does. And then on my shifts for work, I usually, uh, have a, uh, CBD seltzer, um, before I go into work as well. But I'm not trying to say that CBD, when I'm dealing with stress or anxiety, I go to CBD. No, it, it, it doesn't always work like that. But I've definitely found that using uh, CBD definitely does help me regulate a lot more. Um, obviously, you know, I've never been a big uh, marijuana smoker, but I do also occasionally have that. However, that I can only do when I'm home from work or when I'm off. Like, I can't do anything with marijuana like some people can before work because for me it makes me absolutely just, like, mellow, stupid, quiet, and usually, like, I can't move. But what I'm getting at is just that, you know, certain things that I do for me regarding my anxiety might not directly work for you um whether it be video games whether it be tv whether it be sometimes just like getting in the car and just driving around by myself listening to um bpm on sirius xm like sometimes i don't want to be around anyone sometimes i want to just be by myself Sometimes I just, like, take uh, Juniper and Drew Bunnymore out of their enclosures, and I'll just lay down on the floor with them. They're really good girls. Like, I could not be happier to have my two rabbits. They're truly... I love them. Those are my girls. I, like I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to have kids. I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity. Or I don't even know if I physically can have kids. But I love my rabbits. They're beautiful girls. Beautiful girls. Uh, Juniper is going in, uh, turning six at the end of the summer. And Juniper is, uh, and Drew is turning seven um, after the beginning of the summer. After I turn 34. And that's a whole nother thing that kind of like helps drive my anxiety. Like having been a recovering drug addict, I hit my five year mark on um my five year sobriety mark on New Year's Eve. And dealing with that for like the better part of a decade. Like I uh I realized how much time I lost, like time that I could have been making money, time that I could have been moving up, uh, moving up into a higher job, like, you know, into corporate, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe I, I wouldn't be so severely in credit card debt. Maybe I would be, I would have my own place. Maybe I, this, that, the other. However, we're not going to do all this whataboutism or what ifs because obviously you can't live like that. You can't live your life thinking, what if this? What if that? 
It only will put you in a sad mood, a mad mood, a bad mood, or any of the above. That's why I have, like, the tattoo now on my right wrist um, written in a clock font. It's so I know, don't think about everything that happened in the past or don't think about from this point what's coming in the future. You have to focus on the now. You have to focus on the current moment. You have to focus on you in this moment, how you feel in this moment, everything around you in this moment, and then if you're struggling, how to overcome this moment. You can't be thinking about back then or what's to come because guess what? The past is the past. You can't change that. It happened. Next. However, you can't think to the future. This can't happen. Like, yo, we all control our own fate, so to speak. However, you're not just at one inopportune time be able to say that on this date at this time, this is going to happen. You can try your best to, but it doesn't work like that. You can set yourself up for the greatest success of that happening, but it's not that because you just said it that it happens. You, you like speak it into existence. You do the work. You go about it so you have the best chance of that happening, whether that be reach a certain financial milestone by a certain date, um, this, that, the other, or in video games, oh, getting to this level. For example, I've been playing the Pokemon uh, Violet game, getting to a certain gym. I ha- I've kind of been slacking off, so I need to make up time with my Pokemon game. But, you know, you set these, I've said it in the past, setting these reachable goals. Like, I, it's kind of like how we would apply to college back in the day. You apply to, you know, the schools that are, like, out of reach, your reach schools, a bunch that are within your reach, and then even one or two, like, below your reach. Just, like, just so you have your variety. And, I mean, for example, in my my sense of it, like my reach schools were Notre Dame and uh, NYU. Even having graduated at rank uh, 28 out of 236, I did not get accepted into either of them. However, I got accepted into Drexel, Hofstra. Oh, and Fordham was also one of my reach schools. Um, Drexel, Hofstra, um, Seton Hall University, Boston University, etc., etc. And I ended up going to Hofstra far enough that my parents wouldn't just show up on my door close enough where they could show up if I needed to. And the drive wasn't really that bad other than the dreaded fucking Cross Bronx Expressway. If you're from the area of the uh, tri-state area, it 
you know that is the worst highway. It absolutely sucks. Even just thinking about that highway right now is just giving me more anxiety. Like, I, I hate when I have to drive it. I hate when I have to do anything with that highway. The highway is awful. There's always traffic on it. Even at fucking 3 in the morning, there is always goddamn traffic on the fucking Cross Bronx Expressway. But I digress. Um, Another thing that kind of, like, I've been realizing is I truly miss watching wrestling. I truly do. I was able to watch... Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan, on uh, January 4th, it was a great show, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada, but it, 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 I really do miss being able to watch AEW Weekly, AEW Weekly, and unfortunately I can't get around that. Like, Wednesdays, I'm usually uh, going out with uh, my friends having drinks at uh, Wild Wings. On Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I'm working at the restaurant. So that uh, prevents me from watching Raw, SmackDown, the pay-per-views, or what they call nowadays premier live events, PLEs. And unfortunately, like, that hurts because wrestling was a big part of my life. I used to be part of a wrestling podcast on a different network, a little bit of a wrestling podcast here before this was rebranded, used to occasionally appear on, you know, the other shows for the Fourth Wall Pop Network, whether it was about anime, wrestling, sports, Etc., etc., and you know, ever since I started working at this job, I haven't been able to watch these shows, watch my wrestling shows, and unfortunately, I've never been able to enjoy watching reruns, especially because somehow or another, I will have known what happens, I will have known some of the results, and I can literally hide from as many of those results as possible until I watch, somehow I still always get spoiled. And that causes me to not enjoy watching it live. I mean, not to watch it re-recorded. And so, you know, it puts me in a conundrum. I... Can't rewatch if it's not live. I can't watch live because I'm at the restaurant and usually we'll have other sports on baseball, football, basketball, college basketball, this, that, the other, soccer for the World Cup, etc., etc. So it's very rare, few and far between, that I'll have an opportunity. From my pocket, while I was on a bar crawl, even then, coming home so exhausted, and like I said in prior episodes, I do believe that I may have come back from Europe with COVID. But so I came back from Europe on a Tuesday, 
to and I had to go into work to pick up my schedule. And lo and behold, my schedule for that weekend for that week was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday and Tuesday. Because Saturday and Sunday I had a wedding, a good brother of this network, DFDC uh married his uh sweetheart that day in Long Island. It was great to see him, her and uh meet some new friends. But yeah, so, you know, because of the wedding, they scheduled me around. So literally I come back, I'm feeling like absolute shit and I have no phone and Lo and behold, I'm already going back to work. It was awful. That, like, week period was, that week period was tough. Like, it took it took me, like, three or four weeks to truly get back to normal from Europe. But, yeah, so if I want to do anything, if I want to go to a concert, I usually have to plan it in advance. If I want to go to a wrestling show, I usually have to plan it in advance. If I want to see some of the boys, you know, beers with the b- 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 boys, I uh, I need to do that. I need to plan it in advance. I'm not able to just one day say, oh, yeah, like, going to do this today. It, ju- it just doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, I, I'm not able to because nine out of ten times I'm working. Nine out of ten times, I am working. So, it, you know, it sucks. It sucks. Like, when I'm when I'm home by myself, like, you know, I'm either catching up on my sleep because, obviously, being in the restaurant industry, your schedule's all over the place. You know, I'll kind of, like, refresh myself. Like, once in a blue moon, I'll be able to go out for some drinks after work. That's usually, like, occasionally on Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays. Go out for, like, a beer or two. Nothing too crazy. Just, uh, you know, it, I found how much, even if I'm not directly socializing with someone, just being in a social atmosphere, like, after getting out of work at, like, 12.45, 1 o'clock, on a Sunday or a Monday, going to the bar and even just having like two, two beers, like just being in a a social setting, it's helped me, cause I found like I've kind of being that I'm a full time worker outside of work, like you know I still am very social at work. However, you know I always keep my uh. I always keep my distance, so to speak, because I, you know, obviously I don't, I don't want to be an open book, but in the same respect, I, uh, and I don't want people to really like know stuff that they could then turn around and weaponize against me. Cause I've had many people who I've trusted in the past weaponize things against me that I've told them in confidence. And it's, it, it's really shysty move. It really is. But, yeah, so, I mean, it, I've said this in the past, but, like, obviously some of these episodes, like, they're very 
like they jump all over the place. And I know I do that a lot, but I think I've also said this in the past that that's also a symptom of the, of anxiety. That's how like everything is in my head. Like that's how everything is when I'm having like a panic attack. It's just like when usually you'll see like, you know, a point A, B, C, D, and you're supposed to go in the linear from A through D. For me, it's all over the place. So that's why a lot of these episodes, I'm very all over the place. Um, and yeah, I've had people be like, why don't you get checked out by a doctor? Maybe they can prescribe you something. And yeah, I, I theoretically could do that. But also there is the other hand when it comes to doctors prescribing something for me I mentioned it earlier I'm I'm a recovering drug addict like my drug of choice was cocaine and I battled cocaine addiction for the better part of a decade and I'm not saying that every prescription is going to be like cocaine but I've already shown to have an addictive personality and I've overcome that And now I try and avoid prescriptions of any anything just because I'm not sure how I would react to it. I'm not sure if it could potentially do more harm than good for me in the long run with regards to my sobriety from controlled substances. So, you know, I'll take my Advil. Like, right now I'm on eye drops because I have, like, a small sty uh, infection in my eye. I have um, my right eye is recovering right now from a couple burst uh, broken blood vessels. And uh, I'm also recovering from a second-degree burn. Yeah, I'm falling apart, man, I know. It sucks. But... You know, I I try not to get back into the having a doctor prescribe me something until it's like literally like necessary. And that's just because I'm, I'm scared of how my body will react to it having not having, you know, been con- sober from controlled substances. And I don't want to have that behavior. I don't want to. I, I, I try and avoid it at all costs, unless I can't, unless I can't, but yeah, so anxiety, uh, I mean, leading up to the recording of this episode, like, I forget who's saying it, but, um, the song was called Gravity, and I always forget what the next line was after the word gravity, I could have sworn it was always brings me down, you know, yeah. Well, I I, I was, for some reason, like, I, I kept coming back to this, but switching out gravity with anxiety. And, yeah, that it, it, it works, too. But, like I said, to anyone uh, who's suffering from anxiety, like, the same thing that my friend told me, mental health is, it's so difficult. Like, it's so difficult. I'm always available if someone needs to talk, if someone wants to shoot the shit, if someone wants to just, like, you know, literally use me as, like, 
an ear on the other line of the phone call where they're just like unloading. Like I, I've I've done that for people, literally just like let them call me and let them just like rail, rail, like everything going on, just like spitfire. Because, you know, sometimes we just need to get it off our chest so we don't pop like a bottle of champagne. So, let's go through our uh, end of the episode um, social media. And uh, we'll get we'll uh, get this one uh, full send. So... You can find me on Facebook, David Malkwich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You can find me on Instagram, along with the rabbits, uh, at D-R-E-W dot A-N-D dot J-U-N-I-P-E-R dot C-H-R-O-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. And you can find me on Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. I am still locked out of my Instagram for the podcast, and I am still locked out of my personal because Instagram sucks and apparently can't look through not even 20 pictures because it'll see like 20 pictures of me and my bunnies, but of me and prove that it's my account. Um... And don't forget to uh, check out the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, subscribe to our anchor if you like our content. Um, all money that goes and comes from our subscriptions would uh, go towards um, the ma- the maintenance of the network. And yeah. And so until next time, just remember hashtag pop is life, hashtag next level pop, hashtag make it pop. And most importantly, the hashtag I like to do with this show, hashtag TikTok, do the work. Until next time, David out.